1: Pool Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max. I'm going to tell, I have a story real quick, and then we'll get into, you know, what we're talking about. It's not going to take very long, I promise you. I had a lady knock on my starts
0: out that way. Listen, I
1: had a a lady knock on my truck window today to tell me that there was water all over the pool patio and that the pool was really hot. And then I went and looked at it. It turns out the drains on the patio deck are growing plants. (laughs) And the, (laughs) the pool temperature is 89. I looked at the heater. The heaters are not running. They're set at 86 and the pool temperature is 89. And she had to interrupt my ten minute break that I get, uh, my ten minutes of peace every day that I get to tell me that stuff
0: at the facility. So you were in the parking lot.
1: I was parked. Like it wasn't I had just on gotten the highway.
0: On the highway. It wasn't on the street.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. So <laughs> okay. anyway, that's my story. So I'll introduce the show now. So thanks everybody for uh, tuning in. This is the Talking Pools Podcast. I'm Andrea, and I'm here with my co-host. So say hello.
0: Hey guys, this is Rudy Stankowitz. I am happy to be here and and glad that you guys are here too. We really appreciate you. As always. Yes.
1: And uh uh did you know we have a guest Rudy?
0: <laughs> Nuh-uh.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. so we have a da- we have a guest um this We have a David. David. We have David Van Brunt with us today. So <laughs> David thanks. Van Brunt. Yeah, thank you for being on the show. Nice
2: to have you. Thank you for having me. Da- David Van
0: Brunt. Is it on a competing podcast? What are you talking about? How could he possibly be here?
1: Yeah. I don't know. He's just here.
0: He just showed up. Yep. He's infiltrated <laughs> our system. Ladies and gentlemen, no. we've been taken over. <laughs> now, we invited David. Should
2: I play my little theme song? or You want to play your theme song? Go ahead. I can't I'm just bit. kidding. <laughs> yeah, you can probably that hum it, helmet it or singing.
0: Pool Sing. Guy Podcast Show. There you go. Pool Guy Podcast Show. Nice. Yes, it's the Pool Guy Podcast Show, David Van Brunt. And we wanted him here with us today because David does a lot of interviews and he talks to a lot of people on his podcast. But David doesn't you don't do a lot of other podcasts, do you?
2: Um, you mean like as guest? Yeah, as a guest. I did the um the pool chasers twice. And okay. then you're my only other one at this point. Yes. Okay. Oh, so, and how long, how
0: long have you been doing this podcast?
2: Um, it's going on five years, 930 um, something episodes. And... I saw that.
0: I was trying to scroll back to the first <laughs> one. You awesome. started and it took me like a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. back through. I'm like, all right, 800, 700, 600, 500. All right, David. But, You're a pioneer. That's why I wanted you here. Not only in podcasts, you're a pioneer in YouTube for for sharing pool how-to videos. And I know you have a blog, you have a book, you have a mentorship program, and you did almost all of these things. I think the book may have came a little bit later on, but everything else, you're the first one. So if you didn't do what you did, we might not be doing what we're doing.
2: It's possible. I mean, give yourself some credit though, Rudy, cause you're, you know, on your own, you can come up with great ideas and you've marketed yourself really well out there and all the magazine articles that you've written. That's where I first discovered you was in one of the magazines that you frequently contribute to. So I would say you would probably have started the podcast eventually, but yeah, I think I was one of the first, there was one called the, um, Cool guy and pool gal or something. This I can't remember the guy's origin, but he did have one briefly, but I saw that there was a big opening for podcasting and I just jumped in there and my format <clears throat> is a little bit different than most. I keep it short. Whereas the, the ones that came after me have like an hour, hour and a half long podcast, which I truthfully haven't probably made it through one of their podcasts all the way to the end.
0: <laughs> we try to do, we try to keep hours at 30 minutes or less and the main goal is 20 minutes although uh some of our interviews when we when we interview somebody they do tend to go a little bit longer um i know heather's down around 10 or 15 minutes and then kelly just does whatever she wants
2: <laughs> and i see it's that you're expanding excited. that out to every day of the week also like kind of what i do
0: yes you do you have you have a different show a different one every day i you know what it, i i think i'm i might not be for everybody so I wanted different personalities.
1: Oh I was watching i was I've seen some of your YouTube videos when I first started uh googling things and stuff i was i was I was a- sub, well I still am a subscriber, but
2: yeah, that was ten years ago actually uh, in February or March ten years ago was my anniversary on YouTube, and I was one of the first ones to i think they had there was a there was a, a company called Pool Supply World that was doing videos before me. Um, there they were in Northern California and then Inyo Pools had a few videos up and then it was just me basically after that. And I think one reason why my videos took off is because I covered different segments. I, I you know I have videos geared towards the pool pro and I get criticized somewhat because I have videos geared towards the do-it-yourself homeowners, but I always like to emphasize that those two segments rarely cross each other. So someone doing their own pool is not going to hire a pool service professional in most cases. And so I'm really not saturating the pool industry, so to speak, by having the, that content. Because again, if you change your own oil, you're not going to go to Jiffy Lube or Pep Boys. And that's the same thing with most of yourself homeowners don't cross over into our industry.
0: And the information is so similar for the new pool tech and a homeowner. The information that you put out, the way you put it out, the way you have to help people to understand the information. Cause I see it a lot also in my CPO classes. And it's also not uncommon for homeowners to sign up for my CPO classes. And I'll tell you what, I've never had a homeowner fail the test. <laughs> so, mm. I, but they want to learn for their own pool. And yeah, it's overkill, but the way you explain the information and a lot of the info, it's the same information that both parties need. So I can see where folks might think that you're geared toward the homeowner, but, you know, it's it's just hard to define.
2: And I also think that educating the homeowner to some extent is also important because you don't want them calling you and, you know, there's a little nicky knack problem. They should be able to figure out certain things. And I think if you keep them totally ignorant about pool care and chemistry, you're actually hurting your own service business because something can happen during the week that, maybe they can put out the fire for you rather than you going over there. I've had so many homeowners that, you know, simple things like they go to empty out their pump basket, which they should never do. Don't touch your equipment. That's rule number one. If you have a pool mm-hmm. service company, and they'll for like sure. drop the O-ring on the ground, especially the whisper flow, they'll fall out, and then the pump's not priming all week. So if you keep them ignorant, then they don't know that there's an O-ring in there to look on the ground that you dropped it and it could burn out the pump. So I think there is some level of, education that's needed out there for the homeowner so and it makes you a better pool pro because then they'll really appreciate the effort you put into keeping that pool blue and the best customers are the ones that try it, do it themselves for a long time not typically the do-it-yourself homeowners that are just doing it permanently but they try and they can't succeed and then you come in there and you're like the hero you keep everything looking great and that's the big difference I think with the kind of kind of wanting to do yourself. And it's really difficult. You don't have the time and you don't have the knowledge. And then you have like my, my dad's 75 and he does his own pool and he, he knows more about pools than just about anyone I know. And so there's people out there like that also.
0: I think you you are correct. It's, it's the, the homeowner who's a do-it-yourselfer is going to be a do-it-yourselfer. And that's just how that is.
1: And I was going to say, too, that um, it. you make a good point, too, what, uh, about educating the customer or keeping them ignorant. You're really hurting yourself because, you know, what if you don't give them the answer that they need? They're going to go look for it somewhere else. And then that's when you get people going online and just reading any blog, you know, and then. They're, then you're going to look bad or they're going to try and do something behind your back and it's just going to mess everything up. So I always try to communicate with my people, you know, this works this way and I'm doing this chemical for this reason and stuff like that. It just builds a better relationship between you and the customer. It builds more trust.
2: Definitely. And I think when you tell a customer you do 12 pools a day or 14 pools a day, they're pretty amazed. They're like, you do 14 pools a day? How do you do that? You know? Mm-hmm. And my favorite is when I'm cleaning a D-fill. You don't have too many of those in Florida, do you?
0: Um, now, yeah. only well, yeah. commercial pools, but that's a well, uh, different style.
1: Yeah, there was still... When I worked for the company before I worked for Now, They uh, there was a decent amount of residential DE filters.
2: Okay. So except I for love cleaning small Not pocket. a lot, but a decent amount. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you guys are single bullet country over there in Florida. So. Yes. But I always find it entertaining when I'm cleaning the filter and a customer comes over and is like, wow, look at that thing. You know, it's like all messy and it looks terrible. And they're like... You're doing a great job. And things like that really help the industry because homeowners aren't going to want to take that filter apart and clean it. And, mm-hmm. you know, my wife, my wife always says if she was doing a pool service, she would just sell them new elements every six months. You know, Forget about <laughs> cleaning that thing, you know?
0: Just take it out and drop it in the dumpster. <laughs> Absolutely. It Sometimes
1: it's easier to do
2: it that way for sure.
0: <laughs> so and it, a lot of people don't know that, though. You do have your own pool service company, Correct.
2: Yeah, I do. I'm I'm kind of down to not as much as I used to, though.
0: Okay. But when did you start that? How long have you actually been in the business?
2: Yeah. So, 1988, I was 16, 15 and a half, and I had a family friend. Many people know him on the West Coast. He was really big out here. His name was Doug Ward, and he was a, a pool tech, and he was like a IPSA chapter president. And he trained me for the summer, and he just handed me the keys to his dodge rampage after i was fully trained and i started my own route and that's when i got started so i guess that's what over wow. 30 years ago wow. cool.
0: yeah more time in the industry than i have so not by not by a lot but yeah a little bit more i
2: mean back in my day we had the white creepy crawlies with the little bolts in there and i guess that the and the we navigator with the only two
0: the arnison pool vac we had that yeah. remember arnison and the pool sweep Yeah, there were some different
2: ones there was a there was a polaris one too that was kind of weird and all that you know it's you date yourself when you have like um brass pumps and stainless steel tanks separation tanks things like that Mm -hmm. the the new people don't even know what that is
0: no
1: some of my commercials have separation tanks on
0: them (laughs) i hate those when you open the lid on the separation tank andrea is there actually a bag in there
1: I've never seen one yet. I've I've opened them. I've opened them just out of curiosity because a lot of them are leaking too, so they need to be just like replumbed or you know whatever. But not what not found. a lot of them have the bag and some of them have the bag just hanging right on top of the. On top. My of it, travels, really. <laughs> I
0: have seen that the separation tank either is not in the tank, or the bag is not in the tank, or they've cut quarter size holes throughout the entire bag and put it back in.
1: Oh. I've never seen Smart. that. I've just seen the bag completely <laughs> gone.
0: <laughs> People, if there's a way to get out of something, because they know the health official's not going to open the tank, the EPA might open the tank.
1: I did a commercial where I used to have to walk one of those flat backwash hoses from the wall because the, the waistline came out of the wall of, it was a resort, a Marriott. And I had to walk the hose all the way down to the sewer drain in the parking lot. And then, it would which is also pop totally against the law, pop out, and then you'd have to like stand there brushing the de. There was no other place to flush it. Apparently, I didn't build it, so
0: <laughs> can't discharge diatomaceous earth or chlorinated water in a means that it can enter a storm
2: drain. Oh. Yeah, we're the same here in California. It's a, right a, in the drain. <laughs> it's a ten thousand dollar ticket in my county. Yeah, yeah, same here. It's crazy.
0: Same here. So, so how did you make the trend? What, well, let's see. Let's go way back to when you first started with YouTube. And what drove you to start your channel?
2: Yeah. So, it was actually my brother-in-law that suggested he saw some videos. He's like, hey, you can probably make better videos than they're making out here. And so, I, I made some videos and it caught on pretty quickly because I didn't show my face in the videos. It was kind of like the first generation of TikTok, I guess, where I'm not showing myself and people like that. You know, I wasn't like the star of the channel and uh, they, they know my voice, you know, cause I have like the Ben Stein kind of voice and that's about how they recognize me. So when I'm at the pool show, when I talk, they recognize me versus seeing my face, which is kind of interesting. And how many,
0: how many uh, subscribers do you have on that YouTube channel yes, now? Yes,
2: So there's over a hundred thousand real organic subscribers and wow. nothing was purchased or generated. So
0: 100,000. Yeah. That's a lot.
2: But uh, yeah. there's like 55 million views. So it's, and again, it's all real. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I get like 1 million views. 55 million. Yeah. I get like a million views like in every month in June, July, and August. Like those are the big months. Uh, so,
0: So you started doing this just about the time that pool pros were becoming okay with sharing information. Because that wasn't always a big thing. We didn't want to breed competition.
2: Like your uh, Talking Pools uh, Facebook page is one of the first, I think, where you really got out there and were answering questions and, and people were posting. And so I started YouTube back when that was just starting. I mean, when I started in 1988, there was no cell phones. There was these gigantic car phones that you would carry around. But there was pa- pagers and, you know, little tricks with pagers. You yes. put little codes, codes in the pager and you know that someone call you know, calling back or something. There were pay phones on corners. So the information age changed a lot with YouTube. And I think it's a beneficial thing because, I mean, I did my first motor pump teardown with no instructions. I was just out there on the site trying to figure it out. There was no video. There was no one I can call. And that's the beauty of being a modern pool guy and gal is that you have these resources that were just not there.
1: Yeah, I got real far with the help of a lot of people from the from the groups, so
2: I still do.
0: <laughs> were you nervous to throw put yourself out there
2: like that at first? I was, but you can really filter a lot of comments. So I have like all profanity filtered and I have like anyone that any words like, you know, dummy, you know, bonehead, like any criticism. And you have to take the criticism with the good and bad, you know, you can't have thin skin out here when you're like yourself rudy i'm sure you felt it from people that will criticize oh, i have you. my
0: haters there's rudy yeah. haters there's also some strange people there's this group of people on facebook i don't belong to where they sell i love rudy mugs and shirts. Sure. <laughs> okay true andrea tell him
1: yeah he's on. yeah yeah it's true um he's on tiktok too
0: so mm-hmm. there's yeah. that there's so there's like some i don't know stealth oh, in
1: the t-shirts he had some t-shirts too
0: stealth fan club i guess huh. i don't know what you would call it it's a little spooky it's a little stalkerish single white cool person i guess i don't know
2: <laughs> yes i don't worry too much about the criticism because you're gonna get it i mean you know there's i forgot the famous quote i can't probably get it in my head by word for word but it you know says if you're going to get criticized, do it anyway. That's like Mother Teresa has that famous quote where she goes through all the things that stop people from doing things. And one of them is criticism. And I've never really taken that to heart. I just don't respond. I think that's the best thing to do is not to respond to a critical comment because then you just unleash that person and they keep after you. I just block people.
1: Yeah.
0: I look at it like, you know, if you don't piss somebody off, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know? especially if you're trying to affect change, because people don't like change. Not at all. They would rather be in the Stone Age, some people, yeah. than some new technology.
1: Well, I, you, I have you to read the reviews for me, so I don't have to, because that definitely gives me anxiety to think about.
0: They're all glorious. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. So then you busted into podcasting, same thing, same mission in helping people. And now you've been at that since, what did you say, since 17? So, five years now? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, five years ago. Yeah, it's closing in on 100, I mean, not 100, and closing on a 1 million downloads, I think, in the next that is amazing. two weeks, I should Fantastic. reach a, a million downloads of the so. podcast. So, it's taken off really well, I think, because that's geared more towards the pool pro. I think most of those listeners are the professionals. And I get a lot of ideas from emails I receive and from my coaching group when they have a problem. And I just did one that's... Um, I'm going to be doing on green pool fails. Like what happens to a green pool cleanup and it, when it doesn't work and there's things that you of course fail at doing and implementing. So those are all things that I focus on and I get some ideas from just real practical, real world situations that are happening every day out there. Had
0: a major impact on the sharing trend, sharing of information trend. Would you say so?
2: Yeah, cool. Congrats. I would say so, because after my podcast, you had the Pool Chasers, and you had um, Pool Nation, and you have Talking Pools, and you have the um, Arenda started their podcast. So it was kind of like where everyone, I don't know if I left anyone out of there. I might have left. I think Laura Bloom has one also. And so everyone kind of jumped on the podcast bandwagon. there was one uh, pool, pool Pro podcast, I think it was. Uh, they had that one for a while. Then they stopped it, Asked the Masters. All these came out there. A Chlorine King had one for a little bit. And then, um, so all these people started up their podcasts after me. And I don't mind. I mean, I think that's great because they're all a little different and they all give the information that people like to disseminate. And some people like the hour-long Pool Chaser podcast. I, I just couldn't finish one, like I mentioned. But, um, you know, one of the things that makes it great is that You know, if people copy what I do and emulate what I do, it just makes the industry better. I want to
0: state for the record that I had to be talked into doing this.
2: Yes, this whole thing was my
1: idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was pushed and I was forced and I told her I didn't want to. I said the space is crowded. It was already oversaturated and we did not need another pool podcast that was like everybody else's.
1: But you know what I said? The space doesn't have us.
0: That's right. So then we decided, she convinced me that, okay, we could go into this and we were going to do it just like if we'd met up in the parking lot of an SCP, the same way the conversations were going to go at the distributor. We're going to talk the way we talk. We're going to be relaxed. We're going to do whatever it is. And that's the niche. We wanted more of a morning radio talk show style than a podcast itself. And I think we kind of hit upon that. I think so. I
2: think so. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So it works. So Andrea did want to ask you a question, though.
1: I did because
0: sure. I know I wanted to talk to you about you. She wants to talk to you about keychains.
1: Well, yeah, because <laughs> I saw and I've known about it for a little while. But I want I want you to tell everybody about um, your son. What's his name? Though he he.
2: Caleb. Yeah, it's K- Caleb. Caleb.
1: So he makes the um, he does the 3D printing of the little mini uh, like pool parts, and I I want the Riptide one, so I'm gonna order that for myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, tell us about that.
2: Yeah, it's just that um, he got a 3D printer basically because he's he was in the rockets and he wanted to make parts for his rockets, which you know is logical, <laughs> makes That's sense. Awesome. And I saw him on the computer designing those cones, and I'm like how in the world is he rendering these things? Like I can't even get my mind around it. And right away he was printing them out and they fit perfectly on the, the top of the rocket. I was like, this is pretty amazing. This kid is doing all these things just on the computer screen. And I said, Oh, can you make a pull Rx? So he made a pull Rx. And then I said, can you make a riptide? He made a riptide. And then from there he made the Hassas and he made, you know, a number of different prints. And this is all sitting at the computer, just moving things around and spinning it in 3d. Um, which I think is just amazing because I can't do anything except take the prints off the bed. That's all I know how to do. So he's he's definitely got a 3D mind and he just started creating his little things. And um, he had actually filed taxes last year. He made oh, so wow. much money doing these 3D prints. Oh, goodness.
1: That is awesome.
2: Now, now how old is he? he just He's 14. How he turned 14. Fourteen.
0: Yeah. And he's been doing this for a couple of yeah. years because I know I got my first set when we first spoke. That was what that was a couple of yeah. years ago. So 12.
1: That's crazy. 12, 12 years old, Andrea. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to get him. So tell, um, let us know where we can get him at. Let everybody know where they can find him.
2: Yeah. That's a little more complicated because he doesn't really advertise his site because he's, he doesn't want like oh, to be okay. overloaded. <laughs> but if you go to my website, you just, it's simple. I'll just tell you right now. You go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. And then under resources, there's a 3D pool print uh, little tab there, and you click on that, and that'll take you right to the print. So swimming pool learning, resources, 3D pool prints, and then you can order the the keychains directly from him. And, of course, all the proceeds go to him because he has his own account, and, you know, I don't get any cut, which I probably should charge him for electricity, <laughs> right?
1: That's pretty cool.
2: Well, and that's the so – So any of you,
0: everybody listening, you know, at least go take a look at these things. Even if, you know, even if you're not going to purchase one, take a look at it because we're talking about a kid here who grew up in the pool industry, started making these things at 12 years old. He's 14 now. And you have to see the detail in the things he designs. I mean, I have a little Taylor test kit um, on my keychain, and it looks exactly like a Taylor test kit. And then I have actually I, I have a whole Christmas tree full of different pool ornaments. The majority of I them to, are I K- to Caleb's. Um
2: I gotta tell you too, Rudy, that uh, <laughs> my son's been in uh, three pool magazines because of his keychains, and awesome. he has. Wow. And I've only had two art, I've only had two articles written about me, so he has more <laughs> articles about him than me. I think. Did
0: I not see last year? Was he an honorary? Um 30 under 40 member. Oh, yeah, that's so
1: cool in cool Pro. <laughs> that's
0: really awesome. How super cool is that? I mean, imagine where this kid's going. But imagine where this kid's going. He has his own business. He's making money. He's only 14 years old. You know? That that is super, super cool. Congratulations on that. And Caleb, if you're listening, buddy, man, yeah. I love my keychains. I get nothing but great comments on them. Everybody wants to know where to get them. So uh we'll we'll drop the link in the show notes to be continued.